Welcome to the Colby's Podcast. This is your host, Mitch. And today I'm joined by none other than Inner Circle member, David Schecksnyder. Schecks, how we doing? I don't know if that came through or not, but that is the last Topo Chico from Asheville that I'm just popped oh, for you, Mitch, in oh. your honor. That's a, that's a few months old. <laughs> Let me find that expiration date. Uh, I think we're good. Um, yeah, you know, been drinking all afternoon, did an escape room with my team, and then had a couple rounds after that, so I'm, I'm ready to go. I would ask how it went, but uh, obviously you've escaped, so um, great we escaped. job. We, we set the record. <laughs> I feel like everyone does, right? They never I'm tell sure you what that it is guy before. Has never, never said that before. Yeah, right. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so it's been a while since uh, since we've we've been on on the pod, since we've chatted, all that. Um, we're actually almost halfway through the uh, regular season, at least, right? Uh, we're in week nine. Playoffs start around week nineteen, uh, and then the playoffs seem to go on forever. Uh, if you're actually a part of those, uh, so anyways, um, a lot to catch up on so far. Uh, we've got a couple trades, and then I was considering doing, uh, you know, checks when we were talking about setting one of these pods up and kind of talking about the league a bit, trying to figure out what format we wanted to do. Uh, I considered a mailbag for our, like a split second, and then remembered all the people that were in the league and decided that would be a terrible idea. So I've come up with my own questions uh, that I will fire off to you, and and we can kind of talk about those. Sounds good. All righty, all righty. So uh, let's kick things off with trade number one thirty nine. Uh, this is a trade that uh, actually uh, came to be in a, a parking lot just outside of UC's campus while Jason and I were enjoying a, a few adult beverages. Um, <laughs> so uh, this in this trade, Jason and Chad get uh, Dennis Schroeder, who's on an expiring uh, $29 deal. He'll actually be an RFA. Uh, Jason also gets a 2023 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick as well as $25 uh, next year in 2023. In return, uh, Mitch, that's me, uh, I get Ben Simmons, who's on an expiring deal at $195 this year. Uh, he'll also be an RFA, and it's all cash even. Um, so obviously, Shex, you know, I liked this deal, but uh, interested in your thoughts here. Well, my first thought is extreme bitterness. Uh, a little <laughs> bit of background on this deal. Uh, so Jason, some weeks ago, was in the PSO line, just giving grief to our buddy Brett about he, how he never responds to trade offers. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in Jason's group B <laughs> inbox, there was a sup with Simmons from me mm-hmm. um, that he hadn't responded to in a couple weeks. So then turn around and uh, we get through the PSO deadline and he doesn't even... Uh, circle back to me before he he deals them to you for next to nothing so yeah um obviously uh, you know you gotta love the gamble when you're when you're a team with some cash to spare and who cares about second round picks just see if there's somebody who could put you over the top um and then i you know i do believe that almost immediately uh simmons actually turned into a basketball player again i don't think he is let's see, I, he rolled off like eight or six or something straight double digit points games and all that stuff so you know he's kind of back to ben simmons i don't know if he's hurt or quitting on his team the last uh, couple weeks but when he (laughs) plays he seems like he's good yeah so he um he played nine of the first i think um 11 or 12 games um and then he was back last night but in those nine games uh he he was injured he had a a knee injury um but in those nine games uh after the trade uh he averaged 11 7 and, and six assists 
uh, almost two steals and almost a block a game as well. And uh, he's not shooting enough from the free throw line actually for it to hurt. So he's coming around a little bit. I mean, I think conditioning um, wise as well, once he kind of gets his legs under him, uh, he should be fine as well. So I, I mean, you know, making the trade he hadn't played even yet um, this season. So you kind of get the idea why it was so low at the time. But um, to your point as well, I had been bothering Jason about Ben Simmons all off season and during the year as well. And I probably just wore him down and, um, you know, probably a couple beverages at a UC game and, uh, and he was ready to deal all of a sudden. So that's how that one gets to yeah. me. Those, that second plus a, a tiny bit of cash, that's sort of the territory you get. It's like, are you getting a steel specialist? Are you getting a block specialist? And, yep. and, and you get the steel specialist plus obviously the elite assist and rebounding upside understanding that the points aren't going to be there like who cares at that price right you, you know if you if he can win you a, a steals category it'll be worth it exactly that my thinking there i mean uh i will note that dennis schroeder uh, hadn't played either and like it was just he's a guy i should have cut earlier instead of someone i'm sure we'll talk about later in this uh this, uh, this uh, session here episode i don't know what do you want to call this podcast uh but dennis schroeder has been averaging nine and four in his 12 games so like that's a very cuttable player uh, but he is back and he's you know kind of ramping up as well and getting back from injury as well. So maybe he'll be something later in the year um, for Jason to flip at the deadline. Who knows? I honestly don't even know where he is. Uh, he's on the Lakers. He's back on the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I think I think you're safe there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll be all right. Uh, all right. So moving on to trade number 140, another one involving uh, Jason. Um, this one uh, involves Mike as well, though. Uh, so Mike gets Spencer Dinwiddie, who's on a $52 deal. He'll be expiring this year. He's an RFA. Uh, he also gets a second-round pick next year from Jason. Uh, and he gets a, a, another second-round pick, uh, this one uh, originally owned by Joel next year. Uh, it's cash neutral. Uh, Jason and Chad, on the other hand, will re- receive Gabe Vincent, uh, who doesn't matter. He's $2. He's expiring this year. He's a UFA. Uh, but they will be getting Mike's 2024 first-round pick as well. So thoughts here, Shex? Well, apparently you have to include two second-rounders to have any trade get done this year. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I, I can see this one. Uh, Dinwiddie's an interesting player. He, it, it's, it, you know, he's got this free throw ability that's not there right now Mm -hmm. but you kind of are hoping it comes back it's kind of bounced around his last few years but if he's in that you know three four three and a half free throws made a game he's a really nice player uh you know i'm not sure that i'd consider him anywhere near first round pick worthy but then you know you have the two seconds thrown in there it's kind of tough to evaluate what the gap is between that Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, certainly that it's a, a pick two years from now. I, I stop. You start to, I stop caring about those certainly in, in two right. years plus with our lottery system. So, um, you know, it seems fine. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, I would agree. Like the the first did kind of like was kind of shocking for for Spencer Dinwiddie. He's getting seventeen and five, uh, two and a half threes. You mentioned you know just two free throws right now. He's getting a steal. Right. That's that's a pretty good player, but I would agree. Like the first round seems a bit much, but um, I think the big thing here, like you mentioned, is it's 2024, not next year, right? And we'll we'll talk about next year's draft year in a minute. Uh, but I think that's big, right? That's that's you can recoup that pick, um, you know, some way down the line if need be, right? 
Um, and just not a lot of folks trading right now. So it looks like Mike kind of knew what, what stats he wanted. He's been playing well. Um, so, you know, let's go out and get that guy. Uh, and yeah, you're right. The two seconds is kind of hard to know, but Hey, maybe you get a, a Ben Simmons type of deal down the line on another player. You can take a gamble on and, and it works out for you. Yeah. And I think also it probably factored in that, that one of those seconds is Jason. So that's going to be number 13. Sure. And so that's a, that's a, as good as it gets for a second. Yep, that's a good call out. Obviously, the lottery um, it only applies to the first round, so you're right. That's going to be Jason's thirteenth pick. There uh, could be a nice, could be a nice grab for sure. Alrighty, well, that unfortunately does it for the trades. Uh, just the two so far this year. Hoping to see that pick up a little bit um, over the next few weeks as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline and the playoffs as well, of course. Uh, but you ready to answer some uh, some questions with me, Shex? Yeah, and and now that I'm out of. Uh out of the playoffs in the football league, feel free to fire off those, those trade offers. I know I have <laughs> one sitting in my inbox that I have not responded to. Uh, sorry about that, Joel, but uh, everybody else fire away and I'll, I'll get back to you before new year's. Sounds, sounds good. Uh, so my first question I have for you, Shex is what's up with your team? Ooh, um, had to be first, huh? Um, <laughs> So, you know, I'm somewhere in like level four or five out of 10 on the panic meter. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not super worried about it just yet. A few things are going on. First off, like I've been pretty much checked out at a, through a couple of these matchups. I think I went back and counted. I've, I've cost myself like five or six wins. Yep just by like not setting my lineup. Like I've gotten to 41 most weeks, but it's because, Oh, on Sunday I'm playing like all the worst players. Yeah. Because I yeah. Forgot for to, sure. To put in good players. Some guys healthy all of a sudden when he wasn't, or you just like, Oh, I missed that guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's been a little of that. Certainly the team has underperformed, uh, you know, Paul George in and out of the lineup. Giannis's free throw percentage has been, killing that category but ultimately kevin and i just haven't really found a direction yet i think we're pretty decent in a lot of categories and we haven't quite committed mm-hmm. to a, a strategy yet which you know this is a forgiving playoff um yeah. format so i'm not sure i'm not really feeling rushed to do so um we'll we'll certainly make a trade and at that point we'll probably lean into one you know, six category strategy, but yep. we haven't really identified what those six are. So we're, we're losing to a lot of teams who are a lot more well-defined right now. And, and, you know, frankly better, but I, I still do have hope that once we kind of zero in on that, uh, we'll, we'll be a little more competitive, maybe start paying attention and, you know, setting the lineup <laughs> that might help. <laughs> yeah. I think I will. Um, I think the numbers I, like... I will also add just, just one thing mm-hmm. too, like, we haven't played Jason yet. Everybody else is playing yep. Jason. So, you know, go ahead and add eight wins to that win total too. Yeah, that's a big thing when you're looking at uh, – I think I mentioned the same thing to Mike like a week or so ago. And he was saying like, oh, man, like I think – you know, he was saying I feel like I should be a little bit better. All play says I should be. And I was like, just – you get Jason next week. Like just give it time. You're going to jump up the standings. And he has obviously. Um, but to your point, like I think the numbers suggest exactly what you're – we are speaking to right. You're 38, 40, and and two right now, which is eighth. Um, I agree. There's no reason to panic with the way the the format is, and there's a a pretty big gap between you and and maybe the next um, next teams there. Um, 
But like, you know, when you look at kind of your all play and your ranks there, like there's a lot of fives and sixes, you know, uh, you know, throughout here, like you're only really bad in field goal percentage right now. Um, you know, maybe, you know, figure the percentage, like you alluded to with the honestism and great, but like, I agree. It's the same thing I wrote down. It's just like, there isn't, there's a lot of good players on this team. There's certainly trades to be made. It's just a matter of like, you know, where are you going to go with, um, with this team and like, what direction are you going to go? So I, I wouldn't be a panicked either. It's just a matter of finding those right deals. Um, I do think it's, it's interesting kind of looking at, at your three big rookies from last year, right? Your, your Jalen Green, Mobley and, and Scotty Barnes. And like, I feel like, you know, Barnes is basically the same guy stat-wise this year. Mobley's almost exactly. Jalen Green's got a little bit of improvement. So I think you could see those guys as well continue to get better throughout the year. And I think that'll just kind of help out with uh, with the team as well. Yeah, I certainly was hoping on a bigger bounce from all of them. I think we're kind of settling into this world where, where Barnes and Mobley are probably better NBA players than they are fantasy mm-hmm. players, at least at this point in their career. You know, I think there's a lot of stocks upside for both of them. And sure. if, if they get their offensive game, you know, developed in a year or two, then they could be elite fantasy players, but mm-hmm. they're, they're just not there yet. And, you know, honestly, I thought I was expecting Jalen Green to just have this scoring leap this yeah. year that, you know, mid mid 20s points because um, just fire away. Why not? But he's actually been a lot more uh, efficient than I was expecting just you know, not the volume I was expecting, honestly. So, uh, you know, hopefully he can just start checking. That that would be great. Yeah, for me. right. Yeah, he's up to um, twenty one four and four this year, which are which are improvements over last year. Um, you know, he's getting the two and a half threes like he was again last year. He's getting to the line a lot more, which is which you gotta really love, right? Um, yeah, you're right. That's that's just really gonna help you out, you know, efficiency wise. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought the same too, like, right. It's his, it's his team for sure. I kind of thought we'd be seeing like a 25 and seven out of him or something like that. Like, um, but then again, the Rockets aren't completely devoid of talent anymore. Uh, maybe that'll change with an Eric Gordon trade. We'll, we'll see, but there are a few guys that can kind of play out there too. Yeah. And I, you know, I did forget the, the biggest thing actually is that you drafted me in that bet with Justin. So I decided to tank the season. Yeah. Well, on, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, that has not been, uh, one of my better picks. And I, I'll also mention like you, um, you were my preseason, you know, Joel and I did the, uh, the preseason PR, uh, selections. I think I had you, you know, um, you and uh, we should mention Kevin as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, as my number one, it was my favorite again, you know, loving those rookies and some of the other guys you were bringing back and all the cash you had. Um, so I'll, I'm still, still sticking with that. I could still see the, uh, the eventual W, but, um, not helping me in the side bet with Justin right now, for sure. Yeah, and that that one's probably sailed. I think I was what like your second pick or something like I, that. And it was yeah, you were one of my top picks for sure. Uh, it, I don't even if I turn it around, there's no way I'm gonna yeah uh, repay that one. Well, I had, a, I had another bad one too with uh, with Mike in there. We'll we'll get to him in a bit, but yeah, um, yeah, not a, not a, not looking great for me right now. Uh, all right, so you ready for another question? Sure. All right. So real time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, how might uh, Victor Wembanyama impact our trade deadline? So, for those uh, that may not know, and I don't know how you, if you're listening to this, how on earth could you not know who, who this person is? Uh, but he's certainly the number one Pat. pick. Pat. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I feel like he's seen a couple, um, 
a couple highlights that we've posted. Anyways, uh, he's the clear number one NBA pick this next year. He's the clear Colby's draft pick next year, number one overall. Um, Colby's hasn't seen anything like him. I mean, Zion's the closest thing, but he's a much better prospect than Zion was. He's he's in that kind of um, AD, Duncan, Shaq, maybe KD, you know, that kind of like plethora of um, of, of NBA prospects, right? Like there are, there are not many of these guys um, that, that are like him. So I'm just curious, like in thinking about as well, how tight the standings are today, like who's going to be willing to give up a 2023 first round pick knowing you could easily be bounced and that could wind up, you know, costing you that pick. Yeah, it's, uh, <sighs> I'm not sure that I was really thinking of it that way. I was thinking who's going to go in and, uh, you know, tank their season mm-hmm. for this guy. Um, and I, I don't really see that happening because of the format, but I, I don't know. I feel like there are a few top teams that, that are clearly the top teams. And I, I, I think they're not going to have, well, they might've actually already Joel's already traded his pick. Maybe Justin's already mm-hmm. traded his pick. Yep, a couple did already, obviously before this season. But yep. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't really see it affecting our trade deadline too much because you know it's just such a it's a crapshoot. It's a flat lottery, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe I. I'm just skeptical of these picks. I understand he's like an all-world prospect. Sure. For me, if I if I saw an opportunity to to take a, to really improve my championship odds, which that's going to be the baseline for trading any first round pick right, ever, right. like I'm not sure that it, that that a one out of eight chance that this guy, and that's maybe right. That's if things go wrong in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs, I have a one out of eight. Uh, I, I I don't see it for me personally, but you know maybe people who may, are thinking that way, I the bottom four are probably going to want to do everything they can to acquire those picks. Maybe exactly. they start tanking a little bit sooner. Yeah. I think maybe I'm overthinking it now that you say it, but I'm just, it's just kind of thinking about the type of prospect that, that, you know, he obviously is. And it seems like you would translate very well to fantasy. Um, no matter the team that he's on, right. It doesn't seem to be team dependent for a prospect like this. So still, maybe I'm overthinking it, but just knowing that, you know, it doesn't feel at least not yet. We'll see how things kind of go, but it doesn't feel like there's, you know, I think in the past we've had like a, you know, a two, three or four sort of, you know, like tier of, of teams that we you know, felt very clearly were championship contenders and other teams were kind of, uh, yeah, if things broke right, they might be able to, you know, win a round or, or maybe even two. Um, this year feels very, very even in a lot of ways. And again, maybe those things will separate. Um, but I know for me right now, I would be very, it would take a lot, I guess, um, for me to trade a, a first rounder next year. Um, and even if it's a one in eight chance, you know, just that, that opportunity, uh, if things don't go well in the first round um, for, for a chance or something like that. So let me throw some, some things at you. Maybe this will be a little easier than I thought, but I'm just looking at the sellers right now. Um, and, and guys that might, you might consider, at least I, I wrote down, I might consider dealing a first rounder for, all right. Uh, and tell me if, if you would here. Uh, another thing's obviously going to uh, Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, so Jason and Chad, obviously sellers. Um, really the only guys they've got left on their team that you could even consider here. you got your James Harden. He's got another year at 225. 
that's for me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much I like James Harden right now, uh, especially with another yeah, year of that. Right. That price. Yeah. I mean, I I need to be getting something else back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandon Ingram at a buck eighty five for two more years. I don't think he's moving that deal, right? Right. Uh, I think that's the when only I thing. When I see a three-year deal like that, I'm like, uh, I'm not even asking. because Unless he wants two out of eight months. shots, right? Whatever <laughs> fraction that might be. <laughs> you know? I mean, you could, you know, there's other Brandon Ingrams out there. Just, just throw it out. You know, it's a thought, right? Yeah. Um, Side and Kochi have like a handful of like guys you probably don't want. You know, Kyrie... Kawhi and Jamal Murray are all on expiring deals and they're all very terrifying for different reasons. Uh, so I, I, for me, I kind of crossed those guys off. Um, at Can least we for, do a little sidebar here. Sure. Isn't it wild that they brought, that they brought both Kyrie and Kawhi back, but then those guys get one year. Yes. I thought both of those were, um, especially the uh, Kyrie at the time I was his pre um, latest insanity, I guess to put it lightly. Um, but like, it just felt like such a good deal that it just felt like a clear, like you just have to go three years because it's, you know, he's so cheap on, on that deal. Uh, maybe what, what needs to happen is that you or Pat need to get, get one of those guys on these pods and explain this because they did similar things in the football league too. And I just, they're clearly leaning a different way with these contracts mm-hmm. than the rest of the league. Um, but at a time where it seems like people are valuing the, the RFA rights, the, the, two years of control more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like it's hurting their trade value. And when things don't go well in the season, they can't flip these guys for as much as they otherwise would. Yeah. I think, I think you're right there, right? Like we've seen a lot of, um, you can trade guys on expiring, but when they've got the RFA attached to it, they're, they're worth quite a bit more. Right. Uh, we've certainly mm-hmm. seen that qu- a lot in football. We saw it l- last year in, in Colby's as well. Um, or just guys hold straight, you know, Pat just held on to Dame a little last year, right? He didn't move them. Um, exactly. was right to do it. And he, you know, for what he probably would have gotten, you know, wouldn't have been as much as, um, the great deal that the Dame's on now for a couple more years. And who knows if he'd have lost him or not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, th- I would like to, uh, to hear that. I mean, it's, I kind of like the, the zig and they, they've done that better than anyone has, um, zigged to everyone else's zag in, in this league and, you know, got him a championship at one point. That's right. Um, so a few other names here, uh, uh moving to Taylor's team. Um, this one hasn't aged as well, but I was very interested in it. Uh, Kate Cunningham, obviously he's out for the, he's out for the year now. So I would say obviously not trading a first rounder, but you know, pre injury when it looked like he might be back in a few weeks. Yeah. A player like that, you know, if you're Taylor, the Kate Cunningham is part of the answer for next year. Right. It'd be really hard to let him go, but you know, then of course there is a, much more interesting option on his roster that would, yes, I would offer a first round pick for. Uh, is it Nikola Jokic? It, it certainly is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's first a first round pick, another first round pick. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and fill in the blank, Taylor, fill in the blank. Even at, um, even though he's just an RFA um, going forward, I agree with you. Like that RFA is going to be very valuable. He's a very, very unique player fantasy wise, obviously in the NBA as well. He's a unique player, but just getting like the stats that he does as a big man um, are, are very interesting in it. If you're trying to build teams a certain way, if you're trying to build teams like you, you and Kevin have in the past and where you guys have been successful, uh, he fits perfectly with that sort of model. 
A uh, couple other guys on Taylor's team, uh, Jimmy Butler at a buck forty through next year, is if he fits your team right. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. Again, I I have such a hard time. I don't even consider those guys with the extra year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking. I'm seeing looking at Butler for the first time right now. This yeah. Um, but no, I mean he's certainly a, a very valuable player. What's a first round pick worth in this league? I honestly don't know. I've been in football mode for so long. I mean, it it, it really depends, and I guess that's where like you know I've looked at I went back and looked at some old old deals and was kind of like oh yeah okay that's what you're kind of looking at right and like a a real game winner like a Giannis will probably take a couple first right something like that. Um, but again, just thinking about you know is a first worth a bit more? Maybe I'm being crazy. Um, just knowing the level of not only Victor, but, you know, um, um, uh, Scoot, you know, is the other the other big prospect here that would have gone number one in just about any other draft, it feels like. Um, at least that's what they're saying right now. I've not seen him actually. Not a lot of highlights on him coming across my Instagram feed right now. Um, but, you know, another high, highly touted prospect. Um, so just, you know, just maybe I'm being a little too cautious on it, but just kind of thinking it would take a, a heck of a player for me to give um, even a one in eight chance up on on one of these guys. Yeah, but of course, if you're going to trade Jokic to a good team, then you're very likely sending that good team into the second round and taking yourself out of the lottery. So, I mean, maybe Butler's a a better trade option to explore if you're Taylor because he might might not necessarily, um, you know, be the difference maker for a team like, you know, mine or or, or somebody else in that market because I could still very easily lose. Yep. Especially if I'm in like that seven seed and I'm playing a good team. So really, come come send me uh, Jimmy <laughs> Butler. Um, what about Anthony Edwards? Oh, that would be that would be fun, right? Um, he he strikes me as. I mean, is he actually a good fantasy player? Those steals are way up this year. Yeah, they're like two a game right now. I just pulled it up. I mean, he's getting 23, uh, five and a half boards, four assists, two and a half threes a game. I'm just so tired of the, like, of the ant, like, slobber fest that the basketball media (laughs) has done. Like, he's he's exciting sometimes, and he's very far from from being the player that people seem to describe him as. So, like, or it's just assumed that he's going to be a top three player in a few years. Like I'm not there yet, man. So I'll, I'll pass on that one, but let, let somebody else fall in love with him. Yeah. I, yeah, I kind of feel the same. He's not, he's good. Right. But like, and he's probably what a first rounder has gone for in the past. Um, It's just tough. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough call for sure. Um, And it's not obviously not great vibes in Minnesota right now. And do you really want to be like investing and in watching any Minnesota basketball games? I really don't. As much as I thought I was going to in the in the off season, uh, that lasted like a game and a half, and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> oh man, that would, you could have seen that one coming from a mile away. Yeah, for uh, sure. You're gonna tell me that, that Rudy Gobert wasn't the the piece to put put somebody <laughs> over with winning culture? Well, I just thought it'd be um, I thought it'd be interesting, and I'll say it has been interesting. Um, but yes. not in a good way, I guess. Um, last guy on here that might be a seller. Uh, you know, we mentioned we mentioned Jason and Chad, uh, Sight and Coaching Taylor, Pat. But I don't think Pat's a seller. Um, you know, he signed 
all these guys to three-year deals this year. A lot of good players on three-year deals. There's really no reason for him to do it. You're going to have to blow him away. He's already got an extra first next year. Um, and I just can't see him moving like a... He's not going to move with Lillard, right? He proved that last year on an expiring. He's not going to move AD the way he's playing. He's not going to move Beal. And then there's just... There aren't other guys that you necessarily would, would move a first for. He doesn't have yeah, a Spencer that, Dinwiddie. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Um, he... Yeah, all his best players are are under three years of control. He... The available, the expiring contract guys are, are nowhere near uh, a first round grade, but mm-hmm. you'd have to kind of get creative with them and say, here's here's a first and another player who's right. cheaper or something. Right, yeah, kind of yeah. a mid tier kind of guy that with some upside or something to, to uh, intrigue Pat there. Yeah, exactly. All righty. Enough on that. Uh, next question for you uh, Who's the guy you wish you kept bidding on? Oh, um, well, I think the obvious one that probably everyone says is, is Shay. Yep, that's uh, on my, that's number one on my list. He, uh, that, I mean, well, has he doubled his free throws made? <laughs> it's is he at ten? Yeah, he's at nine he right nine now. He's at nine, and he's making um, uh, he's making almost all of them. So yeah. It's certainly a guy we had circled on our list of, of fitting the team build of mm-hmm. you know free throws and steals was what we were prioritizing whether or not we got any of those i'm not sure <laughs> that's what we were trying to do um and and then he just took those pretty good numbers in both those categories and just you know exploded with them yep. uh and he's actually playing which is helpful too uh you know obviously there's still that worry right come whenever our playoffs are mm-hmm. mark or something is is he going to be playing NBA basketball? Uh, you know, and I'm not sure that we'll be able to bank on that for the next. Certainly this season, maybe not even next season. We'll see how where where the Thunder are in the standings. Yeah, I mean the, the injuries are the big thing, right? So the last two years he's played 35 and 56 games. Uh, well, you can call them injuries, but the Thunder have been happy to to just well, have him sit out. Yeah, I think that was right? giving the next point, right? Who knows? And, you know, Chet's out this year already. The teams, I mean, they're playing a little bit better, right? They're a little frisky. Uh, but, yeah, it's they could still just kind of, you know, pull the plug on that. Again, they have every reason to tank and, and look for Victor as well. Um, so, you know, but he is, so just for some reference here, he's getting 31 uh, four and a half boards, six assists, almost two steals a game. He's getting a block a game. Uh, the nine and a half free throws at ninety three percent that we mentioned earlier, and he's well, he's just got the one three. So maybe he could he could pick it up a little bit there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean he's number one on my list. It's a buck seventeen. Mike got him for Mike's. The only thing Mike is wishing is that he signed him for uh, three years and not two. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you know, I, I also had OG Ananobi there. Mm. I'm, I'm a sucker for Raptors. He's been really good. Uh, another guy that fits that that build and has just you know exceeded his career highs. So you know, there are always those guys. Just like, oh man, I really want him. And then when you see him go to another level, you're kind of just kicking yourself for. But yep, you know, realistically, to to get either of those players, I would have had to completely redo my my draft strategy which i you know i came out of the the auction just loving my team sure. so i i don't know that i would have actually done that in the moment yeah og uh two and a half steals a game right now 
that's that's wild. Um, yeah. The other guy I had on here was uh, was Jeremy Grant, who went for thirty five bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a guy that I was looking for, and a guy that I could absolutely use right now. Somehow I'm not very good at points, which I don't think has ever happened before. But I just need a guy that gets buckets. Um, he's getting twenty two and a half, four boards, three assists, uh, three triples a game. Uh, you know, this the stocks are okay. You know, it's like point seven, point eight, somewhere around there on each of those. Um, but that's just another guy, like 35 bucks. And you're kind of like, what was I doing? Why didn't I just go like 50 bucks on Jeremy Graham? Like he's going to get points. Right. Um, but yeah. you kind of tell yourself like, I'll just get points somewhere else. And then, uh, then you wind up with Chris Paul for like 94 bucks and he gets six points a game. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you get a guy that's in that, that four and a half, five free throws made while thrown in over 20 points, is, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can ignore a lot of other things. Uh, and you know, he does a few other things. He does. He does. Yep. yep. But yeah, sure. you don't, you don't need much more than that. Um, okay. Well, those are the guys I had on there. I'm sure there's a million other guys that we thought about it. We'd be kicking ourselves about, but, uh, I think we both love the guys we did get. So let's, let's remember them as well. Um, really? I, I, I didn't love anybody. I signed quite yeah. honestly. <laughs> Right. Although that that Jaden Hardy guy, uh, I guess he was a rookie, but he's getting in, he's getting some minutes. Uh, so yeah, I was uh, oddly looking at his player card the other day, and I can't tell you why, but I did click on it. Well, I will just say this: don't go look it up. But he scored, I think, ten points in two minutes um, in garbage time oh, the wow. other day. So that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the cooler game logs that you'll see. That's like, uh, that only happens in college when like the game's out of hand and they put like the last bench guy in, you know, and everyone's just like feeding him the ball. They're just like, yep. they're just like, give it to him. Just let him gun. <laughs> yeah. He was very much in the walk on, uh, chuck up those threes mode. Love it. Uh, all right. So here's, here's a question for you, Shex. Um, who's the biggest surprise team, uh, this year? Well, you know, having gone through it and, and giving you all the reasons why things aren't so bad in, in Shevin land, the, <laughs> I think the answer has to be Mike. Yep. Uh, he's It's not just the record. It, he, he's leading in all play wins, right? Like, yeah, he's number one in all play. He's number two in the standings, number one in all play. He just kind of has the best team. And, like, you know, we just talked about Shea ad nauseum. That's a huge reason why, mm-hmm. but... But up and down the list, it's just like smart buys. I'll be honest, like I just laughed and laughed when Keldon Johnson got to seventy dollars. Yeah. I was like, y'all, y'all take him, and he's been really good. And same with Laurie Marketing at sixty. And, yeah, exact same <laughs> exact reaction. It's like, okay, you you can have him, right? And uh, just kind of proving everybody wrong. And then you know, up and down the roster, the Jalen Brown's always going to be good. Not quite sure why that was a, a one year deal, and. Mm-hmm. and Garland's been, you know, every bit as advertised. So, like, just he had a lot of work to do at auction, and and he did it. Like, yep. every one of those guys is paying off. Sabonis in there as well, right? Sabonis has been good. Um, another good deal, you know, buck twenty for Sabonis. Again, that's an interesting kind of unique player you have to build around. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, this is a this is a team. You know, I think uh, Joel in those preseason PR had him very low, right? He just all he had was cash. He didn't really have any players on this team, you know, I think like Spencer Dinwiddie, or no, sorry, Dinwiddie wasn't even on the team at the time. Um, I think Desmond Bain, I think was the, the guy I'm thinking of, uh, that was actually on the team prior to this, that was any good. Right. 
Um, mm-hmm. So he really didn't have much to build on and just, like you were saying, just kind of hit on every single one of these. You're right, Jalen Brown should have been multi-year. Even his free agent pickups have been good this year. So I, I'm with you. Like, you know, I I thought Mike was going to be much more of a 500 team. My, uh, Jason and I, or Justin and I, excuse me, obviously were kind of struggling. He was one of the, I think it was the next to last pick in our um, preseason bet on our little side bet there. Um, and I unfortunately went with losses. I was really going back and forth on it. Like I like the team, but not quite enough, you know? Um, and obviously I, I was a huge whiff on my part. It looks like, you know, Mike is Mike, like you said it, Mike looks to have the best team right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's time for him to trade all of his remaining cash and picks, um, <laughs> and try and break the league again. Exactly. Right. <laughs> marginally competitive so let's go all in luckily we have some uh some boundaries in place and some rules in place now so mike can't trade eight hundred dollars next year (laughs) Um, it was the noble all-in put uh portion of that trade so at least he 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 has my respect he went all in yeah he didn't tank in that league um you know that trade (laughs) <laughs> I didn't tank, by the way. I was just uh, an innocent bystander who was just helping facilitate a trade. Well, uh, the facilitator <laughs> who got a little bit of uh, something extra on the side to push it through, right? I do like uh, – I don't think we've ever done a single one of these podcasts without that trade coming up. Uh, so. Well, you can't. There's there, there's no history of the league without that trade. It's true. It's true. Uh, someday I keep saying we'll do the oral history of it. I still have like text messages and – screenshots and things like that saved from from all of that so uh someday we'll we'll do that um next question for you here shex um getting down to the last couple here um any interesting free agent pickups um well kevin and i yesterday put a bid on a guy <laughs> that i've never heard of um Nemhard, and didn't get him yeah he didn't. and i was devastated because you know, I had learned about him four hours earlier, and he seemed really cool. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, that was that was interesting. Um, I love that Kyle Anderson continues to to have a life in this league. Um, not sure why he does, but he but he continues to. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've actually been really checked out. So I'd love for you to tell me about all the players that I have not been bidding on over the last uh, few weeks, and who are now making impacts on other people's teams. Um, well, my personal favorite has been a, uh, a week one pickup, and that's uh, Mason Plumley, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, he's getting nine and a half points and nine and a half boards and four assists, which is pretty nice from a, a free agent center, right? The four assists are, mm-hmm. are fantastic there. Uh, he still can't shoot free throws. That actually sucks. Uh, there's no stocks involved or anything like that. I don't get why he can't block shots. Uh, I never have got that. Like, the guy can, like, really jump, right? Great dunker. A uh, good rebounder can't block a shot. I, I'm assuming he's just awful at defense. I don't know. Um, that's always frustrating. Um, so him, Lonnie Walker, who Mike signed, uh, he's on oh, the Lakers. Yeah. He's getting 16 a game somehow. He's getting two threes, two free throws. I saw that. I saw some tweet about him like being the actual key to the the Lakers turnaround, yeah. which was just wild to me. And I I chose not to to engage from there. But he's pretty good. Like, yeah, I've watched a couple Laker games. Like, oh, Lonnie Walker's out here just just doing things. Like, hey, that's a. I think that's a Shex Kevin or maybe just Shex uh, draft pick from back in the day. Maybe the original rookie draft. I might have. Oh, we'll have to Walker. look that up. I know I have had him. I know I traded him a Taylor at some point. I'd, if we look up the uh, the Lonnie Walker 
lineage there because uh, I'm sure he's moving around quite a bit. But um, going home with Mike this year for sure. Uh, uh, campaign has been good. I don't have his numbers written down here, but Chris Paul's been dead for most of the year. He's also on Mike's team, so he's been solid. Uh, Bol Bol, I think, is the is the winner of this, though, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And I was conscious of that when I did put a few bucks yeah. on that, but I, not anywhere close. That, that was a, kind of a <laughs> Even when it happened, I was still like, really? <laughs> like, he went for 11 bucks, um, deciding Kochi. He's getting 12 and 7 and two blocks. I think he's getting a three a game, too. Um, I have yet to actually see him play. I've watched a couple Magic games, and he just hasn't been in. Uh, just trying to watch Paulo a little bit there. Um, so I don't I don't have any idea if this is actually happening or just some sort of like stat issue that Fantrex will correct at some point, but uh, I guess he's playing well, well. I think what it is is that that um, Mo Bamba just put on a Bowl Bowl jersey. And so <laughs> or the or the scorekeeper is getting confused. But yeah, yeah no, Mo definitely died so that Bowl could yeah, live for sure. Um, and thrive. I am glad that he went to Said and Kochi's team just so like we wouldn't have to worry about those blocks actually impacting a category. He's going to get traded uh, is the thing. Like that's going to be at least a couple second rounders, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Damn it. All right. Uh, let me open up group me. Right. Exactly. Sup, up that offer. Sup with Bull Bull. Um, and the last one here, uh, Killian Hayes was picked up recently. After I dropped him, and I can't believe he's good all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I just have to open up, um, like, Instagram and just see, like, just, you know, Killian Hayes highlights all of a sudden. Um, yeah. Especially now Cade is out for the year. I just can't believe I cut him and not, like, Dennis Schroeder or something at the time when I when I had the chance. Um, but, you know, I really needed um, – I have a – love me some Dennis Smith Jr. Always have, always will. And uh, he was good for like a week and a half, and he's been dead ever since. So, um, bad, bad drop by me, but but good pick up there. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna continue to get more and more painful for you, I believe, over the <laughs> rest of the season. But good, but good for Killian. Um, also, I'm just out on my on my my former Pistons uh, with with yeah. Kate out. I, I was I was a quick uh, don't care anymore. Um, as much as that was I another Jayden, guy. Maybe. Yeah, Hayes was another guy I was considering, but you know, I just couldn't, I couldn't bear to part with Matisse Stiebel. So, and <laughs> three when, minutes a game. When you look back at that, and you're like, "What the hell was I doing?" Just like you couldn't, you couldn't give this guy up. Um, well, and that that was definitely a, in the the light of day after a few too many beverages during the auction. You just like wait twelve dollars for the guy that's not in the Sixers rotation. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, good right. job. You're like, but he could win me some steals eventually, um, <laughs> but probably not. Yeah. Um, all right. Last last question for you here, Shex. Uh, who's gonna win it? Oh well, I'm. <laughs> I'm certainly rooting for Mike. Um, I think that it's it's good to see him back from the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joel's got another great team, track record of success. Um, I I don't know. I it's a really interesting year. Like it, especially if you if you give me the credit that I'm I'm begging for here. Sure. To please 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 put me back in that top maybe five of contenders. I, I think that when we're, when all is said and done, we'll be back there. Like I could see any of those, those teams uh, 
you know, and also it's not like it's not like James and and Paul are all that far no, away. No, they're, they they're good. Trade, they're good. Shore up, shore up some stuff. So, yeah, I think it's just it's really too early to tell. Um, but let me let me just go with the underdog story at the start of the season and say Mike. Yeah, uh, bring it home, Mike. Yeah, I think I mean like we said before, I think he's you know all play wise, record wise, like he seems to have the best team right now. Um, it, but yeah, I I agree with you. Like this is as wide open as I can remember, right? Maybe since the first first season, I don't I can't remember exactly, but it seemed like that was pretty tight for a while there. Um, but it even the standings, right? Like from one to six, you know, Paul's in sixth place and he's six and a half games out. I don't, I don't know when he's played Jason or how, how many times he gets to play Jason left, right? But those teams are all very good. I agree. Your team is good. You know, I, I could see you you moving up into that. I could see any of those teams, one through six, and yourself, you know, with the trade. I'm certainly interested if James and Paul try and get ahead of some of the other, um, you know, the, the the four teams ahead of them, get ahead of some of those trades. Um, you know, hitting Taylor and, and Jason up a little bit early maybe. Um, I think a dark horse here could still be Pat, um, at least to win around. I don't think he's going to win at all, but like, I still really like Pat's team. He had a lot of injuries to start the year, you know, Dame and AD are back and it's like, it's certainly not a team you want to be playing right now. It's just a matter of, um, can Pat stay healthy and is he, does he want to make a deal, right? He certainly got the players that and picks and stuff he could, right? He's got the two first rounders next year. Does like Pat want to go maybe a little bit early this year? And, you know, maybe it's not how he's necessarily played before, but he's got a shot too as well if, if his team really starts picking it up here. So I could still see Pat, you know, winning a round or two for sure. Yeah, it's it's just tough to make up those 10-ish games that he'll need to to get into the playoffs. Plus, you know, is yeah. he actually going to trade assets for that? Like, yeah. Uh, I don't see that happening so is, is it just all coming from improvement without a trade right out? he's gonna need I to like rip it. off some eight twos here right yeah. ahead of the trade deadline to be like oh wait my team's actually very good um if you're gonna trade any of those those you know those picks especially next year as we talked about before um yeah but with all that said i'm picking me you know uh i think my team is the best i'm the best we're gonna win it all <laughs> i mean i that's all wrong, but I will say that I, I was looking at your team earlier, and I saw what Kelly Oubre Jr. is doing this season Ooh. for the first time, and I got very upset about it. I cannot believe that that guy has turned into a, a just decent fantasy player again. He's great. Everything I've done with him, <laughs> like so. Here's his lot. Like I can't believe it either. Like I've had a couple like inquiries about him as well, and I'm just like, absolutely not. I've got him another year. Like. I mean, I don't think he'll keep doing this, right? But, like, the Hornets are a mess, and he's just, like, putting up these points and, like, pretty efficiently. Uh, I guess maybe his free throw percentage is kind of a bummer. But um, but anyway, so he's getting 21 points, five boards. He's getting A assist a game. Uh, but one and a half steals and uh, over two threes a game as well and, and uh, three free throws. So, like, I don't know. What's Kelly Ray? Is he, like, a $3 player or whatever I've got him at? Uh, yeah, $3 yeah, for next yeah. year. Like, that – that's just phenomenal. Um, that makes up for some of the other uh, boneheaded decisions I've, I've made for sure. Yeah, I mean that's it's one of those guys that I, I I definitely overpaid for him. I think ahead of that Golden State yeah. year, and then that was when he, he he was shooting like 
25% through 30 games. It was just abysmal. Uh, I did trade him for non-zero amounts of, of trade value in that season, but it was pretty close to zero. So sure. I'm, I'm very bitter about that guy. Uh, yeah, when you think uh, championship team, as I just declared myself, uh, you think Kelly Oubre Jr. So mm-hmm. um, that's a good uh, good omen for me. I, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I had him for a while. I I might have. Maybe he was on my title team. I can't remember. This is this is fantasy basketball, man. You, you win with the most garbage players, especially those who are going off in March, right? So, yep. like, it's, it's probably, you know, he's got more of a chance to impact the, the championship than Shea Gilders Alexander, who will not be playing in March. Right. It's like, um, you know, a lot of folks, like, complain about, like, running quarterbacks and how they um are kind of like a cheat code and kind of, like, dumb that, like, um, I shouldn't bring up with you, Justin Fields, at all. Uh, but right, like he's like I think we can all agree he's not a good quarterback necessarily, but he's obviously for a few weeks at least was like a phenomenal fantasy quarterback, and that is like oftentimes like what fantasy basketball is, where you're like, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, whether it's Kelly Oubre or any of these other guys, you know, uh, Mikhail Beasley, who's been fantastic on my team the last few weeks, like not great basketball players, but phenomenal in fantasy. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for your NBA team to win, no, probably not. Right, exactly. Uh, so that's all the questions I had. Do you got anything for me before we jump to some membering some guys? Uh, no, I, I think I think I'm all set over here. Okay, okay. Well, I got three guys for you to, to member. Okay. Um, the first one I've got up here is, do you member Patrick Ewing? Do remember Patrick Ewing? Oh, um, good. I I remember him like mostly. I think as a coach. Um, oh, really? Where... <laughs> wow! How old are you? Wasn't it? I mean, there was that that period where he was just like, was it in C- Seattle where he was just on the bench all the time? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, he is. He had a really weird, uh, like, just bring him on and let him mentor your center and that will some, supposedly make him better but like it never actually worked yeah we did uh, a lot of that thing you know just throw the big man there and uh, you know things will get better but yeah of course uh patrick ewing he's uh you know infamous uh bill simmons's ewing theory all that oh stuff. sure sure yeah yeah uh you know I'm, yeah. all i know is about basketball i learned from bill simmons so <laughs> wow yikes um <laughs> and I'll, then the podcast ends right yeah now. <laughs> exactly um i'll say i hated patrick ewing's guts uh in the 90s like uh i really didn't like the knee pads i didn't like the knicks um i still kind of hate his guts <laughs> but you're right he has um he's like wanted to be an nba coach forever and he's just never gotten even like an assistant job i don't know what that is but Obviously, his uh, track record at Georgia or Georgetown um, says that maybe he uh, should not have gotten that job. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I didn't really engage with Eastern Conference basketball during his heyday. That uh, became a fan of the league a little. I mean, like mid '90s and stuff. I I tune in for the finals, which he was rarely a part of. I guess that, that's not fair. They the Knicks were in the finals. Yeah. Good rockets but that's that's a little young for me i'm i'm we're probably talking about the second bulls three-peat when i sure. when i was really focused on on the league and you know i think 
he was injured for that run um, against the Spurs, I believe. He got hurt in the Western Conference Finals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, you know, I always knew of him as a a decent player, but I I can't say that I ever, like, hated him because I never really watched him play. Yeah, I think I... I think I loved every Eastern Conference team growing up, uh, except the Knicks, and I hated every Western Conference team except the uh, Supersonics. I don't know why that was, but I was just like, <laughs> the West was like evil to me. I, I can't explain it. Um, yeah, not a Patty so fan though. Have you you've pulled up his his basketball reference page recently? I've got it. I've season. got it right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, everyone, just kind of challenge yourself, the, the listeners, before you look it up. What what team did he end his career on? I think oh, that's yeah. a, I know this one. A good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My buddy Adam actually has a fantastic story about that. I'll I'll recant at, at some point. Um, but basically, he uh, the the long or the short of it is uh, he was like doing a shoot, like he was on the same court as Patty Wing, like at a at a Magic game or something like that, or practice something like that. And he was like, "Let's play one on one," and Patty was just like, "No." <laughs> just keep he'll tell it much better but that was basically it he was just like absolutely not i think it was i think they were shooting like a like a nestle crunch commercial or something he was out there um if you remember those ads but any case um and, and just huh? before before we move on is he's it, basically like a Vucevic, right like stats wise <laughs> now that i'm looking at it he doesn't really look like he was all that good actually well, I think what's what's very much lost, and one is, and we showed this a little bit um, earlier this week. Like I, I posted, um, you know, the stat leaders from you know some Instagram post, right, in the, like the mid '90s, right, and like there was just like the, the eighth leading scorer was like Mitch Richmond at like 22 a game, right. So you got to kind of remember yeah. that, like guys weren't putting up 30 points a game like a lot of guys will will today, right. The league was very different. So like you know, Pat Ewing getting you know in his prime here, like anywhere between a get one year at 28, but then it's a lot of like 24s, right? All up and down his, his stat line here. So you got to kind of remember yeah. that a little bit as well. And then like the defense just doesn't show up on these box scores. Like the guy was just unbelievable on defense. The shot blocking was great. It was just really hard to get, get anything off around him. Uh, so that doesn't show up quite as well either. And he's, and it does show up here, but like, he's a pretty good free throw shooter. Um, even though I hated his free throw routine, it took forever. Yeah, 74% is, is Yeah, for fine. a center, you know, you yeah, could yeah. have Shaq up there. <laughs> well, I, I'm just, I think I'm one of the younger people, if not the youngest uh, person in this league, so I might as well, like, lean into the uh, all old players are trash. Right. Um, well, he definitely could not play today. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. He would not, he would not be yeah. good today. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he wouldn't let anybody into the lane, though, so, you know, he would probably dominate the, the post. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Shex, do you remember uh, Jason Richardson? Jason Richardson, I do. He's a. Uh... Oh, so he was he was a warrior. Yep, yep. But uh, what was he famous for? Um. Oh, he was on that Michigan State team, right? The, yes. Um, yep. Is that the Mateen Cleaves? I believe uh, so, yes. Yeah. That's yeah, like the, so he was the good player on that team. He right? sure did. Well, he and uh, – well, Mo P was there too, right? No, I don't even Morris, know. Morris Peterson. 
uh, who had a had a decent run in the league as well. He was he was there. He's a long time yeah. uh, Raptor. We can remember him some other time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, unremarkable. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I don't know. Tell tell me some stories about him. I I do remember him in college, and that's that's probably where I'm going to get okay. Have, have more memories of these things because I was actively following, you know, the tournament and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So anybody who had a Final Four run like that, I'll, I'll remember. Yeah, but. I mean, obviously a great great dunker here for Jason Richardson, right? He was he was on the Warriors. He's on the the We Believe Warriors. Um, just like a real kind of like gunner. Um. Who I always thought he'd be just a little bit better than he was, you know, even like in his, his prime here, like he's getting like, you know, 21, 23, never made an all-star team. Um, he's on a lot of bad teams. That's kind of the issue. Right. Um, and then, and then he kind of gets bumped around a little bit. He's on Phoenix, which I thought I was, remember being very excited about in the, the Nash era. I think he's actually on that, that Suns team with, with Shaq. Uh, if you remember that, like with Shaq and Amari, I think he's like the shooting guard on that team. Um, it sounded cool, right? Because he could really run and jump and be great with Nash. Um, you know, those teams are, they had a lot of injuries, didn't quite work out as much as we thought they would have. And then, um, you know, I kind of remember he had a year or two with Orlando as well, um, where he's down there. And then, you know, and then he kind of fades out of the league. But like a, a great scorer, always seemed like he was a good teammate. Um and then he had the, uh, I mean, I think his most memorable thing is he did the, um, he won the dunk contest doing like a through the legs dunk, uh, really, you know, jumped up and put the ball between his legs and dunked it, which was, which was very cool. Um, so that's how I'll remember him. <laughs> uh, one last one here for you, Shex. Uh, do you remember Elton Brand? Oh, I certainly remember Elton <laughs> Brand. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely like loved those uh, those Duke teams back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, probably outing myself here, but we were a Duke family um, growing up. So I just outed Charles too. God damn it! Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a fun uh, fun era of college basketball, and and Duke was was really good there. But um, Let's see. He was like, I mean, he obviously was like big clipper for a while. Yeah. But I, I don't really remember. He's, I feel he was just like a solid NBA player for a long time, but I don't think that he had all that remarkable of a career. But yeah, he. Um, so like the thing is, like he plays the two years at those the baby bowls, right? And he's twenty and ten right out of the out of the box. Like he's fantastic, right? Um, but he's just on really bad teams. And then obviously the Clippers, not necessarily great. Um, and you know, then he gets hurt like right after like Baron Davis kind of gets there. Right. And that's kind of like it for him. And he never really becomes, keeps being that, that player. Right. So he, he gets a couple all-star teams in there, I think. Um, but you know, really it's, it's a matter of bad team. And then also like the West is just loaded at power forward when he's out there, right? So it's kind of easy to forget. Like you know, he's got Duncan, he's got Dirk, KG, C Web. They're all out there. I'm probably you know Vin Baker's out there in Seattle for a minute, right? Uh, Sheed's out there in Portland. Like so, you're you're battling all those guys. It's very hard to make All Star teams, let alone All NBA, uh, which according to, looks like he made it once. Um, yeah. So he's a really good player. Just kind of like prime gets cut a little bit short. Um, with with the injuries and and he never really got got to play with that with a good team. 
But yeah. Uh, well, then he also, um, as we can remember with Philly, um, as our GM, just kind of like ran through a, just a absurd, you know, amount of uh, assets and and came away with like two guys that just were unable to shoot as number one picks. Um, so great job by him. <laughs> I don't remember the specific uh, picks, but yes, I, I do uh, remember. Markel Fultz and, uh, and Ben Simmons are the ones that was Oh my gosh, of. yeah, just an abject disaster of a, of a GM. So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats now. I mean, basically, the first seven or eight years of his career, he, he's every bit as good as Patrick Ewing as far as I'm concerned. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you just look at these numbers, like you're correct, uh, they're actually weirdly similar. I guess like his, his uh, points aren't aren't nearly as good, um, but like the boards are similar, the assists and even the blocks are like kind of there. He's he's like a he's like a three quarter, you know, maybe a little better. Uh, Patrick Ewing here, <laughs> yeah. So uh, fun fun player. I I I do just that that whole like um, that. Elton Brand Duke era, um, you know, all the way through like the the Battier and and Dunleavy and Williams yeah. loser team and all like that was I don't know. Everyone hates Duke, and I I, I get it. Like I wasn't really around for the Leitner stuff, sure. which I think is what what started all that, and and it was before Grayson Allen, which which finished all that. But but in between, I really think that was a, that was a fun. Uh, era of duke players and a lot of those guys are pretty likable too so yeah not, i think i think they the were worst. definitely paying for some some previous eras right um but it is interesting that like by the time you know uh in the last handful of years especially they've kind of embraced like the one and done like it seems like every year like duke has like a very very cool very like i mean they had zion good grief right i guess they've been a cooler mm-hmm. college basketball player than zion in the last i don't know how many years right like name one i can't i can't yeah. think of one right um, so, so yeah, it's, it's interesting how that has like definitely changed. I'm sure if I asked my nephew, who's, um, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in that area, uh, I should learn that, um, you know, if, about Duke basketball, he would have a very different opinion than I do for sure. Yeah. And it, it's, it's funny how those teams, you know, in Texas is the same way, but certainly with the Durant team, but well. You have these seasons that aren't necessarily successful, but they're impactful. And yep. around here, people talk about that Zion and uh, and Cam Reddish and and RJ Barrett yep. team as if they accomplished anything, which they certainly didn't. But like it was well, just the elite eight, though, right? But I guess for Duke, that's not anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the energy that they brought to the city yeah. and like it, it was just far and away the most engaged that I've seen just people out. I mean, like Obama showed up to the game, right? (laughs) I I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. He's here up to the North Carolina game, but he like blew his shoe out in and got hurt in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, that's all I got for us. I appreciate you jumping on. I'm excited for the second half of the regular season. Uh, I'm really excited for my championship run here and uh, to see how the trade deadline goes. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the, the invite, and and everybody uh, hit me up for the, with those trade offers. Like, I clearly don't value my first round pick as much as you do. <laughs> All right, we'll see you. Thanks for jumping on. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye.